0: FT Weekend Travel is supported by RIMOVA, German Engineering. The world sees it as dry. Maybe the world should look again. Because at RIMOVA, German Engineering is our art. Ingenieurskunst, the art of engineering since 1898. RIMOVA.
1: Hi, FT Weekend listeners. I am here to welcome you to a special mini-series of bonus episodes. For the next four weeks, as we descend into winter, we will be publishing a short conversation every Wednesday about all things travel. For each one, I will be talking with different experts, from Jessica Nabongo, who has been to every country in the world, to Nomadic Matt, who is the expert on how to travel better for less, to our travel editor Tom Robbins, who is very good at cutting through the BS and telling us the truth of what's actually happening in tourism right now. Today, I am joined by Rebecca Rose and Nikki Blazina. They're the editors of FT Globetrotter. Globetrotter is a particularly fun corner of FT Weekend. I love it. They publish travel guides that are written by journalists, which means you get insider recommendations from my colleagues on the best places to do all sorts of things in cities around the world eat, swim, do karaoke, have coffee, and more. Okay, this is FT Weekend, the podcast special edition. I'm Lila Raptopoulos. Here we go. Rebecca and Nikki, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us.
2: Great to be here.
1: Okay, let's just jump in. So I know the two of you divide travelers into two kinds of categories. There's the planners and then there's the non-planners. And um, to start, I would love to ask Nikki, what type of traveler are you? (laughs) I am a planner. I am such a planner,
0: actually. Um, I've been known to make spreadsheets for my holidays. But yeah, in general, when I go away, I like to have, you know, I like to have some activities booked and some restaurants booked and know that I've got like one or two things each day.
2: Rebecca, what about you? Well, I'm a total planner. (laughs) Um, I start getting excited about trips, but you know, six months in advance or as soon as I know I'm going and research where I'm going to eat. I even look at menus. I plan exactly what I'm going to eat, by which point it's a completely different season when you get to the (laughs) restaurant and the menu is no longer in existence. The other thing that I do, which is really kind of unhealthy, is study the long term weather reports for wherever I'm going. (laughs) I think it is um, depends whether you get a lot of joy out of this phase. Some people, I mean, Nikki and I, for example, probably get as much joy in planning and talking about the trip than we do actually being there. But some people just don't have time or they can't be bothered or their brain doesn't work like that. I'm full of admiration for people who just arrive and wing it and probably end up having a great time. But I I, I don't know. I think that if you're going away for a short time, there isn't room for a bad coffee or a bad meal. You know, you're only going to have sort of three or four meals while you're there. Why leave it to chance when it could be disappointing?
1: I have... And landed in a city and not had a hotel reservation for
2: that night. Lila.
1: <laughs> and that's kind of a fun thing. I know. That's like a horrible to thing make to admit. Me, exactly.
0: It's like, to make me break out into like a cold
2: sweat. <laughs> Come to us next time.
1: <laughs> the horror, the shock and horror on your faces. I know. But at the same time, like when you do that, even though it can be fun and you can end up somewhere weird and, and interesting, you realize that there's an amazing restaurant there that you just like would have had a chance to go to that you can't because you didn't think about it.
2: That's the dream. I mean, how often does that happen There, Let's face it.
1: Are there mistakes that you see over and over again that people make when they're planning a trip? Nikki?
0: Yeah, definitely. I think my number one thing that I think people try and do is just fit in too much. Yeah. Um, I think especially if you're traveling to a city. I mean, I've been in London now for eight years and I've still not seen the whole city. So you're not going to be able to go somewhere for a weekend or for a week and see everything. (laughs) It's just impossible. Right. So I think, yeah, the key
1: is just to find, don't try and fit in too much. That's the number one mistake. Right. I mean, the things that tourists go to in New York, often I haven't been to and it doesn't represent New York to me. And it makes me feel like they leave and they're like, wow, that city is too busy and exhausting. It doesn't feel like they really went to the New York that I know.
0: When friends come to visit me, like, I always say that as well. I'm like, the London I love isn't, you know, at the halls of Westminster, it's the pub that I go to every weekend with my friends. London is such a neighborhoody place and so is New York. And I think you really get a good feel for a city when you actually spend time doing things that people who live there might do. Right. And I think you take a lot more away
2: from it when you do that. I always say the best time to visit a city is your second trip there, because the Mm. first trip, inevitably, you do want to tick off a couple of the kind of big tourist attractions. You know, it's hard to go to Paris and not actually go and look at the Eiffel Tower.
1: Totally. But then
2: the second time, you can just relax. And the third time, fourth time, even better. And, you know, the more often you've been to a city, the more you could just pick a neighborhood and hang out there.
1: So here's a question for you. I am taking some time off next month for a trip in November, about 10 days. It's on the calendar. I don't know where I'm going yet. It's probably going to be kind of a last minute plan. Wait,
2: are we talking 2022 here, Lila?
1: November, mid-November 2022.
2: Oh my God. Yeah.
1: Once I pick a place, what are your tips for how I should start making the most of this trip? Like, what do I do first?
0: Okay, so weather, weather, I think, is actually where you have to start. I mean, you don't have to go somewhere warm, but like if you are
2: seeking warmth, I mean... That's one thing you have to decide. I think Nikki and I would both say, try to speak to somebody who lives there or somebody who goes there really, really often. There are no better tips than from a local, essentially. They're going to be the people who you have the most up-to-date information. Guidebooks are often out-of-date pretty much as soon as they hit the shelves. You're going to get the inside information, not the 101 stuff that you'll find
0: online. My advice would just be to find one place to eat every day that looks great. Mm. You know, you have three meals a day, so you're not overscheduling yourself if you have one booked in. You're still leaving yourself open to new discoveries and then try and have like one activity. So whether that's, you know, an exhibition in the morning, a leisurely lunch, and then you spend the rest of the day just enjoying that place.
1: Yeah.
2: I want to ask you, too, are you finding that
1: what people want when they're traveling to a new city is changing?
2: We're definitely seeing a real trend in people wanting to know where their food is coming from, how local ingredients are. Another thing we're noticing is people are interested in sustainability when it comes to hotels. They want to know how much the hotel recycles, where does the waste go, what's done with the food that's left over. But at the same time, at the luxury end of travel, people still want to take home the toiletries and <laughs> they still want to see a giant steak on the menus, so there is a bit of a tension there, I would say. Are there any
1: other sort of trends, new trends that you're seeing in travel? We are seeing the rise of
0: something called pleasure travel, which is probably the least sexy portmanteau you've ever heard. Um, (laughs) But it's the mix of business and leisure travels, whether that's adding a couple days to a work trip or having a holiday and going somewhere for a few weeks, then adding, you know, a week or two on of working remotely, if that's possible. So it's this, this mix of both in order to kind of, get the most out of that time away.
1: Yeah, yeah. That must be rising from COVID too in remote working. Like I have a lot of friends who will go away for three weeks and just work from like an Airbnb or a short-term rental, um, just a kind of fake live in a new city. But it is a version of travel.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's such a nice way to actually, I think when you have a bit more time in a place as well, it is, and you are living there as a worker in a way and how a normal person would live there.
1: So my last question is if listeners are planning trips in the next couple of months, like if I could just throw a couple of months at you, (laughs) could you recommend some places that people might want to go? Like, for example, uh, if someone was planning a trip in January, where might they want to consider?
2: Does anyone go anywhere in January?
1: Exactly. They should. (laughs) Oh,
2: but they should. So it's the
0: best time to travel because then it just sort of relieves you from your January misery.
2: Right. December I've been to Venice in December and you often get incredible blue skies it's really cold every all the Venetians are in their fur coats sipping spritzes and it's just such a festive atmosphere so I would really recommend that.
0: I think we'd be remiss not to say to look at currencies as well so Japan you know the yen is down right now that is that is something to think about I mean if you are trying to plan a holiday now think about where your money might go the furthest.
2: Mm -hmm. It's a really good idea. And also think about where you can get to by train as well. It doesn't have to be a big, long flight away.
1: Rebecca and Nikki, this was very educational. I'm, I'm now stressed about how last minute <laughs> I have made my trip, but otherwise I'm thrilled. Um, thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. That's the show. Thank you for listening to FT Weekend, the podcast from the Financial Times. I've dropped links to everything mentioned today in our show notes, as well as a special discount to a subscription to the FT. And you can find our city guides at FT.com slash Globetrotter. Next Wednesday, we have Jessica Nabongo. She recently published a book with National Geographic called The Catch Me If You Can. They're photographs from her travels to every country in the world. We talk about why we travel, and I am pretty sure that you will leave that conversation with at least maybe five new countries on your bucket list. This show is produced by Zach St. Louis, executive produced by Topher Forges and Cheryl Brumley, and sound engineered by Breen Turner.
0: FT Weekend Travel is supported by Remova. There is poetry in our precision, beauty. In our simplicity, emotion, in our innovation. At Remova, German engineering is always brimming with life. Because at Remova, German engineering is our art. Ingenieurskunst, the art of engineering since 1898.